Hey, yo, hey, and welcome to the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Black, here to help you navigate thoughts, feelings, and actions to help you live and feel like a badass. Every week, I'm tackling barriers and limiting thoughts that keep us from showing up each day as our most complete and authentic selves. Fear, people-pleasing, guilt around prioritizing self-care, giving too many shits about what other people think, and so much more. So if you're ready to empower your inner badass, put on your sassy pants and get comfy. Let's do this. Hey yo, welcome back to another episode, and great big thank you to my early followers. I appreciate your support tremendously, and I don't have words to do it justice, so thank you. Today, I want to talk about locus of control and what it means and how to make it work for you. This is something that I try to coach folks on whenever I get the chance, because there's a belief here that I think can benefit people tremendously. It can also really hold people back if they let it. By the end of today's episode, I hope you feel empowered to make the locus of control really work for you in your favor to help you live a badass life. That said, I have to admit that today, this conversation is coming from a place of frustration, fear, and hurt. This conversation is really prompted by the recent actions of the Supreme Court, primarily by the overturn of Roe v. Wade. But unfortunately, that's not the only controversial decision that the court has made recently. I'm horrified at the decisions made around women's rights, gun control, religion in schools, environmental protection, and more, and equally terrified of what is yet to come. When the Roe v. Wade decision came through, my emotions and stress response just got all fired up. I thought about doing a bonus episode just on that and ultimately decided not to for a few reasons. First and foremost, one of the things I know about myself is that when I react from an emotionally volatile place... I have a tendency to speak in a way that is either tone deaf or mildly ignorant. There isn't necessarily anything wrong with this, but it isn't always productive or helpful. I don't want to rant for the sake of ranting. It's one thing for me to think about this to myself, and it's another to share it with the world before I've really thought everything through. Also, I know that these issues are very divisive. And if there's one thing that's really important to me and for my platform, it's that this is a judgy-free zone a safe space for people to embrace who they are and their beliefs without fear of being attacked. One of my main values for my coaching business is to be inclusive. Everyone has the right to their opinion, and I believe we should be respectful of other people's opinions. To emphasize that, badasses in this space are respectful, even when you don't agree. Part of being respectful is being able to agree to disagree rather than attack. So ultimately, I decided not to do a bonus episode, but I still think that this is a critical point in U.S. history and should be acknowledged. And I want to acknowledge it in a way that is productive and doesn't leave people feeling defeated, hopeless, helpless, and afraid. And guys, I'll be honest, that's largely how current events have left me feeling. It's really easy right now to follow what's going on and feel so completely out of control. If you're not careful, it can bury you alive. I don't want that for anyone. Now, as I mentioned, this topic of control is something that I like to coach on anyway, even before shit hit the fan and we got sucked into a time warp that has taken us back in time more than 50 years, but with a double-edged sword that is modern technology. When COVID took the world by storm, I was gearing up for Mental Health Awareness Month, which takes place in May. This is a big campaign that I put on every year for the company that I work for, and I start planning for it in January. 
I had no idea in January of 2020 where we would be and what I would be dealing with in May of 2020. I don't know about you, but I remember that point in time like it was yesterday, and it still spikes my anxiety. So anyway, it's May 2020, and I'm trying to lead a mental health campaign at a time that is incredibly tumultuous, and people are practically desperate for answers, support, information, resources, and I was doing my best to help them while being whipped around in the same storm and manage my own unstable mental health. An emerging theme that really reared its ugly head at this time was that people found themselves completely overwhelmed by these feelings of being out of control. They couldn't control what it looked like to function in a pandemic world. Many people had no control over whether they worked at home or in the office. They were just given their marching orders, if they were able to keep their job at all. They couldn't control the decisions schools made for their kids. They couldn't control what local, state, and federal governments decided to do to try and manage the fallout. They couldn't control how other people responded to the fear and chaos. People felt entirely out of control. And in a lot of ways, people still feel this way. There's still so much of this lack of control over what happens to us in our lives. But here's the thing. You and I have more control over our lives than we think we do. From my personal perspective, my anecdotal reality, while the pandemic stripped away some elements of control, it primarily stripped away our perception of control. It's this perception of control that I really want to focus on right now. I want to really quickly talk about locus of control, and there are internal and external components to this. If you have more prominent external locus of control, you're more likely to attribute your successes and failures to outside sources. A project that doesn't get done on time is because someone else didn't get you the information you needed soon enough. Or if you rear-end someone in your car, it's because they stopped too abruptly, not because you weren't paying attention. With an external locus of control, things happen to you. It's not about your behaviors. It's about luck or fate. It's outside of your control. If you have a more prominent internal locus of control, you're more likely to own your consequences. I want to point out here that consequences as a word has a very negative connotation, but I mean it in a very neutral way. It's just the outcome or the result of something, regardless of whether it's quote unquote good or bad. So with a strong sense of internal locus of control, you're taking ownership and accountability for what happens to you, good or bad. If you accomplish something at work, it's because you worked your ass off and did a good job. If you host a party and it goes well and everyone has a great time, it's because you planned and executed it like a rock star. Internal and external control largely comes down to this perception of ownership. And I want to point out that it's neither good nor bad, and it's really sort of a sliding scale in my experience, and most people have some degree of balance between the two. But then when we are up against things like COVID or the Supreme Court decisions, it seems to push more of us into this external locus of control space. We're in these scary situations feeling really out of control because of the things that other people and other entities have done. These are things that are happening to us. And there's some truth to this. I'm not discounting that. Some things are truly outside of our control. But now let's talk about accountability and what we do have control over. The degree of control that we as individuals have in these situations, such as both the pandemic and the court decisions, is control over who we vote for. This is more important now than ever. And it's not just who we vote for in all levels of government, but it's also about how we educate ourselves about who to vote for. Are you relying on one source for information? Are you relying on social media? 
Are you being influenced by people who only think the way that you do? This is where I strongly encourage you and even kind of plead with you to exercise your power of control and hear out all sides before voting. You have control over making informed decisions. I believe very passionately in a lot of things, and I have very strong opinions. While I think this is a strength of mine, I also know that it can be limiting and it can make me a little bit narrow-minded. So I intentionally seek out people with different perspectives to learn more about what I don't know. I just ask that you do the same. Where the control is then out of our hands, in this case, is who other people vote for. At the end of the day, that's not your choice. People are going to do what they're going to do. How you react to and handle your response to their choices is within your control. So now that I've gone back and forth about what's within and outside of your control and totally muddied the waters, I want to dive into a second part of this. What I have learned is the sphere of control. So imagine three inset circles. So one circle within a circle within a circle, kind of like Russian nesting dolls. In that outer circle, you have the things that are completely outside of your control. Other people's actions and behaviors are examples of what you'd put in this circle. This is also where you'd categorize things like your shoe size, your height, and who your biological parents are. These are things that are completely outside of your control. In that middle circle, you have the things that you have some control over. This could include things like where your kids go to school, what your work schedule looks like, and things like that. Things where you have some control over elements, but you don't have total control. There are still some limiting parameters. And then in the innermost circle, you have the things that you have complete control over. This includes things like your behaviors, your actions, your thoughts. Guys, this is something that in the last few years especially, we've largely forgotten about or haven't thought about intentionally. This is where a lot of people, myself included, overlook how much power we have over our situations and allow ourselves to feel helpless. So let's talk about what this looks like in the context of the Supreme Court decisions. Pick whichever one is most meaningful to you and that you're upset about, because let's face it, it's when we're not happy with outcomes that we tend to distance ourselves from what we have control over. No judges. What's outside of your control here? The court ruling is outside of your control. The rhetoric around it, how other people react, what other people say, what changes your state makes in the law. These are all things that ultimately you don't have any control over at this stage of the game. So what do you have some control over? You have some control over who you vote for and how you prepare yourself for whatever fallout results from those decisions. I say some control over who you vote for because, well, voting rights are a little bit unstable in some areas and you can't control who decides to run for office. Unless it's you, you make the choice as to whether or not to run. But you do decide who you vote for or if you vote at all. You have some control over that. Finally, here's what you have total control over. What you do next. How you react. You can choose to march, donate, advocate, educate, volunteer, call your local government officials. You control how you respond in these situations. You can also choose to do nothing, and that's okay. I'll admit, my stress response in fight or flight is typically flight or freeze, and sometimes just getting through the day without losing my shit is the extent of my control. How you choose to respond? That's within your control. Now, I want to acknowledge that I'm talking about this in generalities, and I understand that for some people, there are some factors that may limit the amount of control that they have. 
For example, if you are in an abusive relationship, your partner may limit the degree of autonomy and control that you have to make decisions that, under normal circumstances, are entirely yours. Anyway, if you're in a situation like that where things should be within your control but are compromised for some reason, there's still some degree of control. It just gets pushed to that mid-level where there's only some of that control rather than total control. I'm talking about all of this from a very serious perspective given the current state of the political environment in the U.S., but the reality is that this structure and these concepts of the locus of control and sphere of control are relevant and present in even the most mundane daily activities and how you live your life. They don't just exist on this grand dramatic scale. So that being said, what can you do with this information? What good does it do you to understand the locus of control and the sphere of control? The biggest takeaway is that understanding this and leveraging it is empowering. And feeling empowered, in my humble opinion, is one of the most important components of living a badass life. So how can you use this when you're feeling like things are totally outside of your control? Here's what I suggest. First, write out what the situation is and your perception of control. Are you seeing indications of external locus of control, meaning that things seem to be happening to you? If the answer is yes, think about what actions or behaviors you contributed to that situation to reach this end result. This is not to assign blame at all. This is to get you back in a mindset of internal locus of control, because it's that internal locus of control that puts you back in the driver's seat. Next, draw out your three nested circles that create the sphere of control, representing complete control in the innermost circle, then some control, then no control. Within the situation you're dealing with, write out what components of the situation fall into each of those spheres. List out as many things as you can and really give yourself time to think about it. Maybe do this activity with someone you trust who is not involved in the situation who can offer a fresh perspective. For the things that fell in that outermost circle, the things outside of your control, discard them entirely. Put them out of your mind and rid yourself of that stress. There's nothing you can do about those things, so take back some of your control by not spending your mental, emotional, and physical energy on those things. Next, turn to the things that you have total control over, that innermost circle. Read through them, take a few deep breaths, and smile. This is the sweet spot. Let this moment fuel you and motivate you. Once you've taken that moment to really let that sink in, Identify which elements are within your control that you've been embracing and which ones you haven't been embracing. For the things that you have been embracing that are within your control, keep doing what you're doing. Then turn to the things that you haven't been embracing and make a plan. What are one or two things that you could take more ownership over? What does it look like to put that into action? If you evaluate the things that you have control over and you don't see an opportunity to make any changes to further empower you in this situation, move on to the items in that middle circle, the things that you have some control over. Where can you focus your attention? What can you do? Now, I want to point out here that by doing this, you might not necessarily change the situation. Some things just are what they are. However, when you put the power back in your own hands, it changes your attitude. You might find yourself feeling more optimistic, more resilient, more of a problem solver. Ultimately, make a plan. 
Make an actionable plan with things that you can do, whatever makes sense to you. Actively take control to remind yourself that it's possible. And if your attitude is the only thing that you can change, I think you'll be surprised just how powerful that can be. Guys, don't underestimate the power of attitude. I'm not going to go into it too much here, but the energy that you put out there will influence the energy that you receive. If you put yourself in a mindset that's empowered, confident, open-minded, optimistic, any of those things, it's going to influence what you receive in your life. If you're skeptical, I challenge you to keep a journal of it over time and use your own experience as proof. But for the love of God, give it some time. A couple days or a couple weeks is not necessarily enough time to see change. Also, be gentle and patient with yourself. If this is something that you're new at, it's going to take practice and you might need to remind yourself. Catch yourself in your thought process. Keep trying. You have nothing to gain by giving up and nothing to lose by sticking with it. Embrace the power you hold by leveraging what you have control over and directing your energy there rather than the things that are outside of your control. And if you're struggling with all of the things that are going on right now and how much of it feels so outside of your control, I get it. I 100% get it. It's frustrating, it's scary, it makes me anxious, it makes me sad, and it makes me feel powerless. But the beauty in redirecting my energy to the things that I have control over is that it lifts that feeling of being powerless and reminds me that there are things that I can do to protect myself, protect my well-being, my loved ones, support my community, and more. You have more control and more power than you think you do. Invest your energy in that truth. Okay, I've rambled on for a little while now, so thank you for coming along with me on this journey. I hope that this was helpful and that you got something out of it. Stay strong, be kind to yourself, and remember that you're a badass. Catch you next time. Later. Many thanks for joining me for another episode of the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I hope today's chat gave you some things to noodle on and that you're walking away feeling inspired and empowered to live a badass life. If you got any aha moments out of today's conversation, please snag a screenshot of this episode and post it on Instagram. Tag a friend or two and tag me at sa.brina.brina. That's S-A.B-R-I-N-A dot B-R-I-N-A. And include the hashtag Badass is the New Skinny. If you could also drop me a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, it would mean the world to me. For more of the good stuff, head on over to my website at sabrinabrina.com. Now, go kick some ass, and I'll catch up with you next time. Make it a good day.